Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. What say you on this fabulous Tuesday, the last day or the first day? No, the first day of February. Welcome to Fight Club, everybody. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Woo! I didn't know the date either, Michelle. So you're oh, good. good. Woo! <laughs> Thought it was the 31st. Well, it's a new month. It's happy month. Welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Super excited to have you here with us. We're the show for home service business owners looking to improve their marketing, finances, systems, and culture. And we're a team of self-employed industry experts, and we get to be joined this week by Jonathan Maynard, and we are so excited to pick your brain today, Jonathan. Can you just give everyone a brief little rundown on yourself and your business or businesses, Coral? Sure thing. Uh, this this is always a part I hate because it's it's uh, one of those like what exactly would I do and and whatnot. But um, I'm the I own a couple of different uh, home service companies. One is a soft washing company. And then the other is a low voltage lighting and Christmas light company. Um, get to do that. I've got investments in several other small um, home service companies. And I also get uh, to serve as the CEO of the huge convention, um, one of the owners there. So that's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, just super excited to be here with you guys. Awesome. We are so excited to have you. And I, I know we're, we've all been all geeking out ever since we saw you were going to be on the guest list. So be excited for all the questions coming your way. But I had the pleasure of meeting you last week at ResponsaCon. And my name is Taylor Maroney for people who are new to the show listening. I co-own a pressure washing company in South Florida with my husband called Pure Power Washing. And I have a background in marketing. That's really where my love for marketing started was in graphic design. And I realized there's a really big disconnect between business owners understanding the data coming from their marketing company and being able to analyze that and implement it with really good decisions moving forward for their marketing campaigns. So that's where my passion lies. And I'm super excited to have you on today, Jonathan, and talk all things marketing. Welcome to Fight Club. Glad to be yes. here. Thanks. Welcome. <laughs> and my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online. I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also am the owner of Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting firm based out of California. And I own Jeff Likes Caminos and Gutters with my husband, Jeff. And Jonathan is my new BFF because I think he just <laughs> made me about 10 times more money from one drink at the ResponsaCon. So wow. I think my multiple just went up 10x. And based on what I saw yesterday, my average ticket might have gone up 10x. So Jonathan, crazy smart. I owe you a lot. Thank you very, very, very much. I'm excited to be here this week. And hey, Jonathan, Michelle Myers, and we're going to talk all things systems in your businesses, plural. Um, I'm also the co-founder and co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote admin staff in your business. We might actually talk about an event that you and I and all the people on screen are working about in the admin space, and I'm excited to talk about that. And welcome to Fight Club. All right. And lastly, I'm Martha Woodward, and I... Uh, formerly owned a maid service in a neighboring state. And now I'm just working in uh, quality-driven software. I was co-founder of that. And I am all about helping people build happier workplaces. And that's absolutely going to be my role in the Rockstar Admin is uh, they have such a, a frontline attack in really helping the culture. Oh, I'm so excited. Guys, this is going to be such a fun show. <laughs> so true. So many things to talk about. Well, I'm going to steal you first, Jonathan, and we are going to talk marketing. Um, but before I ask my first question, what I'm going to briefly do is kind of remind everyone of the customer journey and what they go through to get to your company, because this is really important. And it's something that a lot of business owners may or may not have mapped out within their company. So when marketing is in place and you're funneling in leads, that's kind of your front line to bring them in. There's so many different avenues you can do that from. So I'm not going to go into a crazy amount of those. Um, but what I want to talk about is when that phone or that email ring, the phone rings, email comes through, you know, you get that first client to give you a call or, you know, 18,000 client, however, whatever area in business you're at. 
And that's when that journey begins of really making sure we nurture that client to make sure that the marketing really does pay off. And those are very well connected and something that we don't talk about too much in marketing, because if we disrupt this customer journey through our admin process or through the sales process in any way, shape or form, there's potential for that client to then fall off at the end of everything and after they get the service and not become a raving fan. But you have raving fans, you have clients that love your business and you have follow-up processes after that customer journey that allows for them to be nurtured and really loved. So that's kind of the area I wanna talk about. We're not gonna go into too much detail on the journey itself because that gets into the nitty gritty. But once they've gone through your process of a customer journey, they've loved your company, they're happy from working with your admin and sales team, how do you really begin to nurture that new customer to become a customer for life? Really, it's it's uh, several fold. The, one of the biggest thing that we do right after we uh, close the sale is we reach out to them with a post-service call and email. So we're really going to make sure that the experience was exactly what it was supposed to do. Um, our really brand promises, we deliver a legendary service experience. And mm. it is one of those things that, that sets us apart. You're you're never going to be the 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 best, you know, if, if you're in soft washing every day, your employees aren't going to hit, you know, 100 um, percent. Things aren't things are going to happen. But if your promise is that, that you're going to give them an awesome experience and you deliver on that, then you've already won. So one of the things we do is that follow up. The next thing we do is we ask for a referral. And that is another way that we're staying top of mind. We've got an excellent referral program. And then after that, they're put on a, a regularly scheduled email that comes out once a month. So we do a once a month newsletter for uh, both of my Red Door companies. And um, that really gives them um, something to, to look forward to. So in that newsletter, we're not trying to sell them anything. We're telling them what's happening around the city. Um, we've got a charity that we uh, work with. Uh, we've got uh, reminders for their house because we are home service. So we tell them, hey, uh, once a quarter, did you change your air filters? Um, once a year, have you replaced the uh, batteries in your smoke detectors? These little things that are these, these pro tips for them so that they can look forward to that email going, oh, I gotta look for these emails so I can remember to do these things. So we've got these checklists. And then we've also got one thing that's in there that is a, another service that we offer. So imagine if they call for soft washing and you also, um, you also do gutter cleaning or you also do dryer vent cleaning, whatever other ancillary services you offer, if you just have that at the bottom and you just highlight one of those services, that could also trigger something that they, that they need to do. So that's really how we nurture that. That's once a month. And then Every six months, we've got a another reminder that say, hey, we just uh, wanted to say hi. We do um, emails on major holidays that are just a, you know, happy Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, a happy new year. And then we have an annual service reminder that goes out and mm -hmm. we're really nurturing them for up to 36 months. And then if they buy again, then they just go back into that cycle. And it's really just staying top of mind with the customer and not seeming like you're just always trying to sell them something. You want to give them value. And if you give them value consistently, they're going to come back to you. Absolutely. And I do want to brag on you for a little bit. Um, but my first question is going to be, I know people are going to ask, when do you get that review from them? Because we know how, how beneficial reviews are for small businesses and really being able to do um, review-based marketing and not really just review management now is is very much a thing. So is that placed in the process after that you know service check-in call or is that a little bit further down the line? Absolutely, it's right after the, the service check-in call. We use a company called Sotellus that emails it as part of our CRM. It's automatic, they've got their own follow-up and awesome. they cultivate those reviews for us. We've got a widget on our websites that uh, display the reviews, but we ask for it right after the, the, the call and it goes out to everybody. We don't review gate and we just make sure that the that the reviews are coming in, that the clients are happy, and we've we've had really good success with with that company on on leveling up our reviews. 
Awesome. So I want to I want to go back and kind of recircle and then I'm going to brag on you for a second because you didn't brag on yourself enough for that newsletter, which I absolutely think is mind blowing. Um, so when Jonathan has a client who's been officially booked and job is completed, they actually give that follow up phone call. So this is their opportunity to be able to speak with the client to find out if something may have been missed to find out what could have been wrong potentially, but it sounds like that's not necessarily the case. They get to just talk with a happy customer and talk with them about how great the service was, how wonderful their team is and their customer service experience has been. So that's all leading into his brand promise, <clears throat> excuse me, in regards to having an excellent and you know phenomenal customer journey experience. So he's completing that brand promise right there at that phone call as well. And then that brand promise continues because he didn't ask for the review right after the job. He made sure it was good. And then he asked for the review. So he knows that, you know, if there are things that need to get fixed, great, we can do that. But we're still going to be able to ask for the review and make sure we either fix what's wrong or get that happy customer. So the newsletter is where I want to focus for a second because this is a has some great gold in it, really great gold. And one of the pieces that really stuck out with me when you were speaking was in regards to how you do remind clients about other things in their home that they need to be able to be aware of. Because I will say I'm a young homeowner, I'm probably the worst at changing my air filters and my husband gets so mad at me over this. And that's something like if I had an email that was coming to me just from another service company I worked with saying, hey, Taylor, by the way, you forgot those air filters again, like make sure we get those cleaned up. I would be so excited. Um, but in addition, you know, the dryer vent cleaning, if if you connect that, like you were saying to, you know, this is something that can be a problem for fires during the winter time. Now you're positioning yourself, not only as an expert in your business, but as an expert recommend recommendation kind of recommendator, is that a word <laughs> for other service businesses that you can be able to say one of two things. If we offer this service, awesome. You can absolutely come with us and we would be happy to serve you. If you want to do it yourself, fantastic. Awesome. Just make sure you do it. If you don't, here's the reasons why you need to do it and get it done. And we just want you to be safe. And that's what I heard from you when you were talking about that section is it's not, you know, it's not selling the service you offer. <clears throat> it's selling the, we care about you. We care about your safety. We care about you as a client with our company. And we just want to make sure you're safe. So that really does continue to build that exceptional customer experience and allow for them to even you know, trust you more because you're not offering a service that you're not pushing them on a service. I should say you offer, you're really just nurturing them and making sure they're happy and safe. So that alone is um, just such an amazing thing that you guys are doing. And now I know a lot of people are going to ask this question. So I just want to kind of put it out there. Do you change this email at all? It does this email kind of stay the same for the most part and just change the events and the, you know, some of the new things going on in the area um, are there certain areas that are templated? Because sometimes people think, oh, I have to change all these emails every month. This is so frustrating. But does the client really realize that? I don't know. We we don't change it. It's it's really just different sections. We pick three events, a charity, um, one of our services, and and we just use that to to build it. So our my marketing manager, she just plugs in. She goes on Google, finds the events, or if it's something that we're doing, maybe at, at the baseball stadium. Um, we have several partners that we we do different things with, and so we promote that. And those are the events. And then the charity is one that we pick every month. And and the DIY is usually something that uh, is relevant for the season. Um, for for example, January, the one we were talking about is was the the dry event cleaning because January is National Fire Prevention Month, and this is the month where we really promote those dry event cleanings because um, it's winter time, and this is this is when it's happening. So it's nice. Plus, with us as a um, a soft wash company, where it gets cold, we need to fill our schedule from mid January to mid March. And this is this was a really good way for us to to keep the guys working and also provide a, a service to our clients. So we're doing that then. Um, but it could be a different DIY on planting a garden or doing something else that has absolutely nothing to do with our service. But it's something that's going to provide value to the client. I absolutely love that. And it's it shows because as a as a, you know, 
client of service businesses myself and as a service business owner, providing that value is something that you can never do enough of. And the more you do it on that customer journey, the more you're going to have those raving fans. So I really appreciate you taking time with me this morning, Jonathan. And I know Megan is itching to talk about some amazing money that you've been able to increase her bottom line by. So I'm going to go ahead and hand you over to Megan and talk. So you guys talk finances. I thought for sure you were going to get distracted by marketing manager. No, no I, distraction. I didn't want to because I want, honestly, people forget how much value is in a follow-up. And just by having that automated system that you just adjust every now and then, it's, it's on autopilot and you have one person working on it. That can be an admin. It can be a marketing manager. You know, it'll be me when we, when we start doing ours in our business, cause we don't have all those things yet, but <laughs> it's, it's something that provides a lot of value that can be done very early on and not have to put a lot of brain work into it. Uh, raise your hand in the chat. If you would pay for a template that Tamaroni put together of a newsletter, right? <laughs> I think that she should do this. Um, uh, it was pretty funny. Jonathan was, uh, on a panel at Responsicon. We were all together. Well, Michelle was not there. Doug was there. Michelle was there in spirit. We were all at Responsicon in Arizona last week. And um, Jonathan just casually mentioned this newsletter and Tay and I like pounce. We're like, tell us more about this thing. What What is going on? So Jonathan, as the numbers nerd and uh, the money person, do you have data on how much you book each month after you send out the newsletter? You said that, you know, you send out on the first of the month at 9 a.m. And do you like ring in the sales the first, second, and third of the month after you send it? Actually, we we did see an uptick in sales right after we started sending it. And it wasn't immediate. I'm, the first time we sent it, we got like one or two like little responses. But it's that consistency that has paid off for us. So now we can expect that first week we're getting an influx of calls, whether it's about, you know, one of the events they call sometimes and they go, hey, tell me more about this you know, dog park event. We're like, well, we really don't know a whole lot. We just, you know, this is something that's going on and here's, here's how you can get there. And a couple of times we we've got really good CSRs that know how to, how to start conversations. And, and before they go, they say, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm showing here uh, the last time we, uh, we were out at your house was a year and a half ago. How's, how's the house looking? Is there anything that you might need at this point? So they, uh, they're able to to just talk them through that while they're calling. So we did see a, a really good, uh, we have seen a good uptick. We've been doing it for about two years now and it's, it has paid off. And I say paid off, it, it doesn't cost us anything. Um, the, the marketing manager does it, but like you said, an admin can do it, especially if Tay comes up with a, a, a nice template. An admin can put that as part of their process and it would literally take five minutes a month. I love it. I love it. Not be working on it right now. <laughs> may or may not be adding this to the Rockstar Training Admin Takeaway. Uh -oh. uh, so <laughs> let's talk about that for just a second. Uh, we are planning on putting together an admin training. Uh, and I think that this was your brainchild and Michelle's brainchild <laughs> in that home service business owners have so much access to awesome shows like the Huge Convention or Responsicon, but the admins themselves don't actually have access to education that's designed for them. Because mm -hmm. I feel like in my company, and I know Michelle would agree, I know Martha would agree, Tay would probably agree too, that the admin is the keystone position in my company. Nothing works without a rock star admin, nothing. They're, they're my number one salesperson. They're the one that makes sure that my production's right, my labor rates are right. They're the ones that do most of my marketing. They're the first impression of my company. They are the, like, the face and the smile and the voice of my brand. Um, and I just, I feel like this admin training is so brilliant. Um, and I'm along for the ride a little bit because Michelle and Jonathan put this together. Let's talk a little bit about that. The dates, can one of you share the dates and where it's going to be? Sure. Um, I'll let uh, Michelle, if you want to throw the dates in the chat. Yeah. But I'm going to talk about it just, just for a second because um, how it even came about. As a business owner, I'm, you know, I started my company with just a, a pressure washer and me out of my garage. And so I learned really quickly how to do the thing and how to sell the thing. And then I grew. And I hired an admin and it was a, hey, this is what I kind of do. I don't, I'm really not doing a great job at this. Uh, please figure it out. And then they struggle. So as, as a home service business owner, 
finding somebody to be an admin is usually fairly easy. Training them is the hard part. They're going to, they're probably going to know how to use Facebook and they're going to know how to use Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever you use. But are they going to know how to prime the pump for a service business sale? Are they going to know how to not just use a system, but are they going to know how to create systems within their, within the business? Are they going to know how to do the things that you just aren't good at as a business owner? Because if, if as a business owner, if we were just fantastic at, at administration, we would own an administration <laughs> company. And that would be our thing. But no, we own a say Michelle. Um, so that's that would be our strong suit. But that's typically not our strong suit as a business owner. So we need to be able to to send them somewhere so that they can get knowledge, learn how to, to develop systems, learn how to think for themselves, and then come back to us um, trained and ready to hit the ground running. And that just hasn't existed in the service business space. So, well, well it does now. And I think you both are <laughs> geniuses. And we got together yesterday and we talked about like, what are the takeaways for an admin? And we're going to kind of stay in our lanes. It's one of the things I love about Fight Club is neither, none of us are an expert in everything. Nobody's an expert in anything. And so when we play to our strengths, we can actually help build out this experience for an admin where they can be well-rounded and they can help. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm just going to plug Tay for just a second because I know we've already gone through marketing. But Tay's going to be giving your admin a social media calendar with templates from Canva for an entire year so that they can schedule out their posts. They can schedule out that customer experience and that journey for an entire year. Maybe she'll throw in this newsletter template if we're lucky. Mm. No. No, but, but what I love is there's going to be like training about why is this relevant to your position? Why is this relevant to your company? How is this going to benefit you and your team? And then there's mm -hmm. doing where you're actually going to build it out and customize it at the training so that when you go home, it's plug and play and ready to go. So from a money perspective, we we were like, I, I usually talk to owners. Like, it's kind of weird to talk to admin, right? Like, I'm used to talking to owners about top line and bottom line and controlling their expenses and building out their tickets. And so the ladies really challenged me to think about that from an admin perspective. And I think... I think we got it because I know my admin is my number one salesperson, right? My admin is the person that is building that ticket, is building that customer experience, is getting the recurring jobs on the calendar. And so we thought from a finance perspective, a really cool takeaway for an admin related to money is uh, a scoreboard. Like, how do they know if they're doing a good job, right? How do they know mm -hmm. if they're booking more jobs? How do we, how do they know if they're hitting their sales targets? How do they know if they're like doing a good job with the follow-up? And it, this is coming up with us. We just hired a new admin, uh, not like two months ago. And Jeff's still learning how to trust her. He's still learning like, well, I wonder, she works remotely. Like, I wonder what she does. Like, what did she do yesterday? You know, <laughs> just giving an admin a tool to be able to communicate with their owner to be like, look at this awesome thing I did today. Like, look at all yeah. this hard work that happened today. So Jonathan, I'm curious if your CSRs have a scoreboard and what's on it. So we... Our CSRs are primarily a sales function, so they do have they do have their their scoreboard, and really, it's how many inbound calls did you take, how many outbound calls did you make? Because it's easy to take inbound calls; it's hard to make outbound calls. Uh, mm -hmm. How much did you sell uh, this week versus your goal? So, if they're a newer newer CSR, they're going to have a different goal than than um, Matt that's been with us for for four years. So. They they're going to track that and they're also tracking how many referrals they got. And one of the things that we do in our company is that we ask for the referrals um, while they're on the phone. We prime them and let them know it's going to happen. The technicians ask for them. They ask mm -hmm. for them. Everybody's asking for referrals because mm -hmm. that is free money. All you're doing is asking. And, and, and it just comes to you. Part of our referral program is we do give them a 10% certificate, but really, if you look at it, my marketing spend is anywhere between, you know, 11 and 15%. We've got three locations. So the one that's up North, we've got more just because we're in growth mode, but it's really 
free money, especially if you just ask for a referral, if you don't have any kind of incentive, um, especially if you give them the, you know, hey, we're a small family company, how we grow is referrals, and you just ask, a lot of times they're just going to give them to you. So uh, it's phenomenal that that we can track that as a KP on the dashboard so that they can see it. And if it's visual, then then it's in front of them and they know, oh, I've got a goose egg on the board. I need to do something about that. And yeah. You only you only grow in the areas you track. So that's that's what we have on our dashboard. I love it. Well, we're putting together a pretty epic dashboard for admins. And it's going to be a daily dashboard, a weekly dashboard, and a monthly dashboard. Because I think that as home service business owners, we look at things a little bit differently. And our admins really are on the front lines. They're the ones that are keeping that pulse in the company. So giving them a tool to be able to report back to us. Um, just to give a quick overview, Jonathan just talked about the sales part of the dashboard, but there should also be a quality part, like tracking those quality metrics, tracking that quality score and the response rate and the failed scores and the callbacks. There's also an HR component. So tracking how many applicants are in our recruiting funnel, right? How many interviews are on the calendar? Uh, what are the absences? So having this all put in one place, I know I had to figure out a way to build in a, you know, Kay's going to give you a beautiful Trello board with visuals and I'm going to give you a spreadsheet, but this spreadsheet <laughs> is going to make you so much money because it's an opportunity for your admin to set themselves up for success and for them to communicate uh, the success of their position with you as the owner. Um, I'm so excited to be building this out. Um, and I'm grateful. Is there anything else that you would like to see on this scoreboard, Jonathan? This is Jonathan's first time hearing about it. He's trusted us yeah. implicitly. <laughs> I, I think it's great because administratively, we just don't see a lot of a lot of scoreboards. You know, you, we have a technician mm -hmm. scoreboard. Um, we've got our sales and CSR scoreboard. We don't have an admin scoreboard. So if I need to know how many applicants are in the pipeline, I need to go there. If I need to find out how many PTO days and, and times people are calling out sick, I've got to go somewhere else. And that PTO is an indicator of employee engagement. And if people start calling out sick, then you need to be aware of it. And a lot of times, you know, with all the employees that we have, I, I can't think, you know, oh, is Bob here or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you need to start tracking that. And even if you only have two employees, you might think, oh, that guy always calls out sick or and he can only call out sick every once in a while. So if you have no way to measure that, then you're, you're kind of you're left guessing. Well, and we're going to hopefully integrate some cool technology. We asked Jonathan for an extra 30 minutes to talk about our favorite tech hacks. <laughs> Uh, for me, that is quality-driven software. That's how I keep track of the the absences and the tardies. And we, you know, they're only allowed a certain number. And are they in the red zone? Do I need to be replacing them? Are they in the yellow zone? Are they in the green zone? Um, but I'm excited to throw this on a KPI dashboard so that your admin has a place to report to you, and you as an owner have a place to go look. And Michelle is the queen of having people <laughs> give you information, right? Instead of you chasing information, she has them just yeah. tee it right up. So I think that's the perfect pass to Michelle. And then we're <laughs> gonna talk more about people and employee engagement with Martha. But I am so excited about this dashboard and, and the admin training. I think we're gonna really set our admins up for success. And as owners, we're gonna feel that in our sales and we're gonna feel that in our uh, customer engagement too. So, yay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you, Mar Megan. Okay, Jonathan, you have like a million businesses. Can you go over just really quickly? Because a lot of people want to do investments, right? Or they want to participate in other opportunities. Tell me how you, in a systems mindset, right? Looking through the glass of systems, how do you look at a business for possible grabbing or being a participant in or being an investor in, how do you, what do you look for in terms of systems or things that are in place when you're kind of identifying a business for being a part of? Sure. The, the first thing that I'm going to look at is if the owner and I, it's, it would be morbid to say gets hit by a bus, but say if the owner okay. were to win the lottery and go on a private Island and never be seen from sure. again, is the business going to be successful without that key person? So um, do they have systems in place? Do they have um, enough employees in place? What do their customers look like? Um, is, there, is there a good range of customers or is it a company that where they have a customer that has 
20, 30, 40% of their business. So do they have a key mm -hmm. customer? And what, what does that look like from an acquisition standpoint? Are they going to stay with the company you're acquiring? Uh, profitability. I want to yeah. look at profitability and does it make sense in the industry? Um, that that's also a, a key component because there I've looked at a lot of, unfortunately, four, five, six million dollar companies mm -hmm. that have a one, two percent profit margin, three percent profit wow. margin. Wow. And, and they're just kind of getting by on the skin of their teeth. <laughs> if they have that, then the question is why? Why are they not profitable? Do they have too much real estate? Um, so do they have a 75,000 square foot warehouse and they could do it in a 10,000 square foot warehouse? Mm -hmm. Are they paying the CEO too much money? Do they have too many employees? Um, what's what's driving that profit margin? So that, that's another indicator we look for. I mean, I just love the fact that you have your hands in a lot of different things. And for me, when you're in a community of a lot of different services, it means that you have a different perspective. That's kind of where I was going, right? So when you thought about doing an admin training and you saw it through the eyes of multiple different service businesses, what was the major pain point you kind of identified other than training? What was the other thing? Is it kind of churn or people coming in and out of the position? What else are you seeing out there in the industry that we can help solve? Churn, churn is an issue. And the the problem is you hire an admin and, and you, you, you get them trained. And then six, nine, 12 months later, they're, they mm -hmm. go on maternity leave, they get sick, they find a better opportunity, their husband gets a job somewhere else. And so you do see that churn. And how I think the best way to solve it is to train the admins to duplicate their job or replicate their job. And that's exactly. using systems to create <laughs> videos. And then we, we've talked um, at BBB about a lot of these um, sure. things where you create the video and you drop the saying in Scribe.io and then you create these tags yeah. and, and these timestamps. And you guys are masters at that. And I, I was just sitting there, I was taking <laughs> notes. I was like, this is wonderful. Uh, but that's the biggest thing is to um, make sure that the admin can duplicate themselves. So mm -hmm. if they do that, or what if you have an opportunity within your company where that admin can go? So maybe they're going from mm -hmm. admin and they're a rock star at sales. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this we've got to get this person in the sales department. Yeah. And now you're what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, now I, you're without an admin. And, and, it's, and it's terrible. So. I think that's the biggest issue there is that that churn and being able to replicate it. Because if you're going to invest the money in like an admin boot camp, yeah, you don't you want that to be that one time investment. You don't have to think, man, I need that every six months because I got to replace an admin. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I will talk talk to you about some of the things that we're going to give, some of the takeaways and systems, because that replicating yourself is what we call it here at Pink Collars. We're all working our way out of a job, right? We're always looking for the next position in the company or the next up leveling that we can do. So for systems, we're going to give our admins in this training boot camp a digital dashboard of their entire company so that it can collaboratively be worked on with the owner, with the ops manager, whoever else is in the business. And then if if they do move on into the next chapter in their career, either at that company or at another one, you have all of that empirical wisdom is saved, right? So it's all there for somebody else to kind of sit down in the driver's seat and be able to at least get the plane off the ground, right? Um, so we're going to absolutely give that away and, and give people the ability to focus on listening to the customer and what their needs are and be able to have all of that information just super easy in front of them while they're on the call or on the email. So that's one of the big things we're giving away in systems, which I'm super excited about. And if you listened to my poor husband, if you talk to him at all, you would know that I'm a calendar uh, creator. I live and die by my calendar. In fact, my children even know that if it's not on the calendar, it's not real. It's pretty bad that a 10 and an 11, 13 year old know this about me. Um, so we're also going to talk about how can you work calendar and how can a calendar be your friend? So those two things are some of the systems takeaways that we're going to give. And I am super excited and grateful for this opportunity to be aligned, you know, with you, Jonathan, and everybody at the huge. So 
hopefully that was helpful. Thank you. I'm going to pass you on to Martha, who's going to talk about how these awesome people make all the difference in all of our businesses, for sure. Thanks so much. First, I'm going to say two things. One, I'd been muted the whole time and unmuted Oops. and then didn't realize I was telling my husband goodbye. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> okay. Uh, two, uh, Michelle, I'm surprised yes. that you don't have your kids put it on the Trello board and or communicate by Slack. <laughs> they might be doing that eventually. Although it's really funny, the high school that my daughter is going to is entirely in Slack. The entire high school is in Slack. And that's how you communicate with your teacher. So I'm so excited. She gets to go to school this year and I get to like be in a high school Slack. So watch oh, out, high school. Goodness. I'm coming. That's <laughs> and have you whipped them into shape on how they should do their channels and all that? I have not yet, but I'm sure that I will be asked to. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. They are not prepared. But There's a little story here. Michelle will not tell any Fight Clubber any answers. She will just reference the Trello board. And if we do not communicate in Slack, she will reply that we are in the wrong channel and to try again. This is how <laughs> Michelle manages us. <laughs> it's terrible. She, she tries all the time. Oh boy! Um, story. Uh, Martha actually did what you did normally do to me last week, Michelle. She was like, "Well, if Michelle was here to Taylor, she would tell you to check the Trello board." And I was like, "Shoot, oopsie! Right. I didn't tell, check the Trello board. I'm in trouble." <laughs> it's right. important that we note that Trello will be the basic framework that this entire training is going to be built on, and Trello is a free collaborative system of lists and cards and all kinds of cool stuff and videos. And so please know that that's going to be one of the biggest takeaways of this whole thing is that everything we talk about is going to be on Trello, which is going to be super cool. Yeah. There's so many yeah. integrations with that. So it, many. I know. And that to do, you could do all kinds of craziness with it. It's, yep. and it's, it's free. free. It's, free. it's free. Exactly. We love free. <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Well, um, my stuff will definitely be built out on Trello. Uh, the, the two topics I am covering is going over the importance of the role that the admin plays in employee engagement. I mean, I can't say it enough, but the admin really is your culture person. It's not the owner plays a role, but it really is your day-to-day -day person that makes or breaks your culture. And studies show, I mean, a direct supervisor is the number one reason that people stay or leave, you know? Um, so anyway, we're going to be going over like all the components of nurturing or engaging an employee and it was pretty cool, Jonathan, uh, with your newsletter, it made me think. So when I was really working my maid service, I had a monthly newsletter. I did all the things, but I also had an employee newsletter. And so Tay is going to work on the uh, like client lead type uh, newsletter. I will provide an employee newsletter. Now, it just depends on how big your company is. It may be the owner that is sending out that newsletter to the employees, but it might, you know, if your company is large enough, then it would absolutely be a template that your uh, top admin could fill in because it's the same kind of principles. Um, there are a lot of informative and nurturing things. I mean, you can almost copy the template from what you send to clients and leads into employees because there's definitely like a, a social what's going on in the community. Uh, there is um, employee brag section. It's kind of like an extra staff meeting. I always did monthly staff meetings, but I also, it was a way to bridge the gap um, mid-month with some type of communication. So anyway, I'm excited about that. I'm glad you guys reminded me of that. And when I turned my camera off, I went to get this book 
never lose the customer again. And so when you guys were talking about the life cycle of an employee, I mean, of a client, I absolutely was thinking, okay, that, you know, I use that book for that. But when we did our retreat with the admin staff and we went through every phase in that book and looked at our customer's journey, we also spent half the time doing using that book and then doing the journey for an employee. So you can absolutely take all those principles and then put it in place for your employee's journey. So anyway, um, we've already asked Jonathan for more time and I'm sitting here thinking, how am I going to, how am I going to get everything I want to say into this little bit of time? But that just means it's going to be the best of the best. You know, we're going to get the most impactful things, uh, which saving employees, saving great employees would be super impactful. And then learning how to create a culture that attracts employees is going to be, uh, those are my two things. And uh, I'm going to have that all built out. And that those are my two takeaways that I have to deliver in this session. It's great. And you, you, you raise a really good point about your admin being your purveyor of culture. Um, our admin keeps track of birthdays, keeps track mm -hmm. of wedding anniversaries, keeps track of uh, Bob's kid that, uh, you know, had their first T-ball game, whatever it is, they're the one that's going to keep, and they're going to push you information to go, Hey, you should probably go talk to, to Bob. You know, I think there's, you know, something going on with um, his car or mm -hmm. whatever. And they, like you said, they're the lifeblood. And yeah. if you could have things like, the the birthdays pop up and they're they're putting together the birthday cards they're putting together the things um one of the things we do in our company is called friday treats and she goes out and she picks us up whether that is um ice pops during the summer or ice cream bars or um you know little bottles of special drinks to mm -hmm. to take home on a on a friday afternoon the the admin is the one that comes up with that and and really delivers it so mm -hmm. extremely critical for employee culture i love that friday treats yep so that's good yeah yes and that in that nurture trello board that i'll be providing it does have a lot of that as far as keeping up with those special dates but then it's a it's the week to week brags and that will be part of the assignment is that you meet a minimum, you know, recognition and recognition in front of their peers is big stuff. And uh, they associate kind of a building of self-esteem with your company. And uh, so we're going to talk about all that. And I'm excited. And Martha's really good at about helping the admin keep the owner organized. So the owner has yeah. to be doing reviews and the owner needs to be doing interviews and the owner needs to be doing staff meetings. And so Martha included in her takeaways that the admin, she's going to give templates so the admin can keep the owner organized, which I think is gold if that admin is making sure your safety meetings happen and your staff meetings happen and you're, you know, you know what's happening in your funnel and you're doing your reviews and employee engagement. I, I mean, I know for Jeff, that's invaluable to have somebody more organized, keeping him on track. So yep. I'm so yeah. excited, Martha. Yeah. Yep. And listen, I want my admin to do as much as my admin can do, but there's certain pieces that the admin depends on me. And I am absolutely like the, you know, squirrel person. And so uh, I tell them, Listen, part of your job, and in fact, I will be upset with you, is if you don't keep on me for whatever pieces. You, know, you cannot use me not getting whatever to you as an excuse if you haven't done your part. And that's kind of to wrangle me. Um, sad to say, but I will tell you this. Uh, just like if I know Michelle is going to say, well, is it on the Trello board? 
when people do that to me, like, no, 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 it's not a bad thing. Sorry. Um, the, like when my admin will, like, I like to beat people to it. Um, and so when my admin sets up that kind of a culture on, well, I'm waiting on this from you or waiting on this. I don't like to be like, I don't like to be in trouble. So it does get me in a routine where I, I, I will beat them <laughs> and get them. Uh, I mean, I, heck, I have a VA in the Philippines that keeps me in line. And uh, well, and it's that accountability, right? We, yeah. we joke about Michelle, but Michelle literally holds all of Fight Club accountable. And she brings that accountability piece. <laughs> it's a good thing. We yeah. all, okay, all <laughs> business owners are squirrels. Like we all are. And all of us, yeah. We all know it. It's a very, you know, well-known thing, but having that accountability off your plate and on someone else and they have that control of that accountability really helps us as business owners to be able to say, okay, I have to get this done. That accountability is coming. I know Susie's going to ask me for this. Let's make sure it's done. So I, like Martha said, I don't disappoint. That's the last thing yeah. we would ever want to do. Yeah. To our it's still Thank a you. system. Even if the, your part of your system is assigning someone to keep you in order so <laughs> anyway. one, of, yeah. one of our new systems with our new admin is giving her a budget for uh customer gifts client gifts and employee gifts and paisley just commented that she she does this too and she said we did a gift for one of our installers who had a baby this past year and it made our employees feel so appreciated and i had never thought about how brilliant that is, Paisley, but that your admin, who's their coworker, who's hearing the things that Jonathan's describing can be the one that like makes it happen, right? And empowering them to be like, hey, you have a, I want you to spend this budget every week. You have it. I don't care how you spend it. Like, go be awesome. Uh, that's really changed our culture a little bit with our admin in this last hiring round, which is cool. So yeah. Peyton, thanks for sharing. And I know Martha is going to, she, she loves that. She's yeah, all- I, I do. And you know, what you're doing with that, Megan, is giving feels good. So not only are you empowering them to, you know, be able to take control, but you're also giving them an opportunity to be gifting within a budget um but that feels good i mean that's a great part of the job and that's rewarding for her as well so that's great yeah yeah wow so good i can't wait so when is the admin training again is it tomorrow next week (laughs) (laughs) it's not tomorrow it's march 10th and 11th and i put it in the notes in the comments here in in facebook and in youtube march 10th and 11th you to say you put it in the trello board michelle (laughs) well of course it's in the trello board uh, no, it's March 10th and 11th in Nashville, and we're going to go big or go home in Nashville. We're trying to come up. We talked last night, Jonathan, with some sort of fun swag for our attendees because we're going to create a tribe there. I don't know if anybody knows this, but you're going to send your admin there, and they're going to come back changed. So don't get, don't be ready for the same person to walk back in the door when they come back. Um, send somebody that needs that that leadership, that help, that assistance, and really invest in that person in your company. It's so beneficial. You get everywhere in your life and in your business when you help other people get what they want. That's just the secret sauce. So just give them what they want. And this this is really going to help people so much. I'm I am thrilled. I can't sleep at night. I'm so excited. So <laughs> and, and they're going to make friends, right? So your admins totally. can go and make friends with other oh, admins yeah. so that they're not going to be you. They're going to be asking people smarter than you. Like, how do you do this? And they're going to be collaborating yeah. and networking. And we're really yeah. going to be empowering them to, to do the thing that they're really good at. It's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, yeah we've got is. everything. Yeah, we've got everything lined out right on the website. It's the rockstaradmin.com. And what I really enjoy about this is, you know, as a business owner, a lot of times we go to um, we go to a, a convention and we get all this stuff and we're filled with dopamine. <laughs> and then we come back and we took great notes and everything was awesome, but then we we don't execute. This is we're executing while we are there. They're going to walk away with so many systems, so many processes. And one of the other things I thought was was great that we're going to be doing is, you know, obviously we're going to be working with Slack a lot. We're going to have a Slack 
a whole Slack workspace that is just admin bootcamp people. And so they're going to have their channels. They're going to be able to talk to each other. And oh, if yeah. it's a, they're going to feed off of each other and ask and answer those questions. Like you were saying, they're, yeah. they're going to ask people that are way smarter than, than I am about admin stuff. Cause a lot of times I've had my admin come to me and she's like, Hey, can help me with the, and I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I have no, idea. I'm gonna have I, I just don't know. Um, yeah. I don't have the experience in, in the admin field. So good. So good. Oh, excited. Well, I guess, are we ready for some homework and some accountability? I think we are. I think we are. All right. Awesome. So Jonathan, at this point in the show, we go ahead and assign our listeners some accountability and homework just to make sure they're implementing what we discussed today on the show. Um, so as far as homework goes for my listeners and our listeners, I should say, please pick one of these five pieces of homework we're about to throw at you. We want this to be something you are very in, in need of in your business, something that spoke to you today and that you can get accomplished before next Tuesday's Fight Club and be proud of and be happy that you completed that accountability. We do have an accountability group in our private group on Facebook that you can absolutely join and be able to have these exact conversations we're talking about. You know, Speak with people that are smarter than you, speak with people that have done the thing and have the system in place so that way it makes your process a little bit easier. So as far as marketing homework goes, what I want you to do is just first take a look at, do you have follow-up? Do you even call your client after a job's completed? Do you have an automated review process set up once the job's completed? What does that journey look like once the job is done? Because that really does play into a major effect of how your marketing works as well. Because now that starts to increase your referrals from clients, it starts to increase your, you know, your overall um, rock stars that are super excited and raving fans about your company. And without that, we know as business owners, it can be difficult just to rely on Google ads, SEO, you know, any type of normal marketing source coming through. We need raving fans. We need people that love our business and love our company for our company brand and what we offer. So that's what I want you to look at. Just map it out. It doesn't have to be too far. If you don't have one, it's going to be a pretty short list. Um, if you do have one, it's going to be 36 months, like Jonathan was talking about, which I would love to hear. And if you have any questions in regards to that, again, please tag me in the accountability group, and I'd be happy to help you with that process. Awesome. And so we're going to give you a lot of homework. And as Tay said, we just want you to choose one. You're going to choose one and move the needle forward. Don't get distracted by all of the options. You just need to choose the one that speaks to you the most. For your finance homework, I want you to think about the role of this admin position and what it does to your company's revenue. And so I'd like you to start thinking about what would be on a dashboard for you if you had a dashboard for your admin, what, what's important to you for them to be paying attention to every single day? So for me and my company, average job size is a really important metric. And I feel like my admin is the key person that can help build a higher average ticket because they're the one having that, that conversation with the customer. Mrs. Jones, how do your gutters look? Mrs. Jones, it seems like it's been about a year since we were out to clean your windows. Mrs. Jones, I have a note here that you get a lot of moss on your driveway and you haven't had us clean it in a while. Did you want to add that to this appointment that you're scheduling? So kind of curating that experience to build the average ticket and then letting your admin see the impact of those questions, how that average job size goes up. The other thing is, is we did not mention this at all, but we're actually going to have a sales expert joining us for the admin training. And that sales expert, Tonya Burke, is going to be talking about sales scripts, how your admin can actually uh, close more jobs, like pay attention to their conversion rate, pay attention to how many of the leads that come in actually convert into dollars on your calendar. So I want you to be thinking about what are some key things that you can be measuring and tracking with your admin and uh, you can change that starting this week by having a conversation with your admin about how important they are in your schedule. I feel like an angel mm -hmm. there. Sorry. You okay. are. <laughs> All right. so Megan. That is, yeah. So that is your finance homework for this week is figure out some key metrics that you can actually be tracking and documenting with your admin. And width is important. I think you should right. talk about it with them, not tell them that this yeah. is what they need to be reporting back. 
And as business owners, we're always thinking about the bus factor of one. I love that you brought that up, Jonathan, or the lottery ticket of one, right? What is that replaceable value of an individual in your team? So if you're looking at your admin and you're absolutely looking at them and going, if they left tomorrow, if they left next week, if something happened to them, they won the lottery or they, they had the bus, what would I do if you're in that position in your business? Please look into this rockstar training because getting these things digitized really is not only an investment in the person you're sending, but it's a massive investment in the safety and, and comfort of your business as the owner. You're going to know that all of these things are in a digital format so that no matter what happens in your company, you can have that person back in the seat possibly replaced or even elevated in your company. So I'm going to have you look into the Rockstar training. We're going to put the link in the notes and that's your homework is to think about that bus factor of one for your admin this week. All right. And your people homework is going to be uh, creating an employee newsletter. So I honestly had totally forgotten that I used to do that until you all were talking about it. But, um, you know, it's not complicated. Just like Jonathan was saying, once you create that template, you use it over and over. It's just plug and play. So create that and decide what you want to put in there. Um, it should I mean, I had a little kind of little section on continued training. So it was just, you know, you have to stay away from making it negative and being a nagging newsletter. Don't do that or you absolutely defeat the purpose. But there's nothing wrong with having just a little continued training uh, or, you know, tips and tricks kind of thing. Employee brag. Uh, you know, you can put recipes, you can put all kinds of, if it's holidays, you know, make it informative for them and useful for them. And then you've got it. So that's my homework. And then Jonathan, if you want to give any homework, you can, or you can say, nah, that's enough. <laughs> so I think uh, the, the biggest thing is, as a business owner is, have you defined your why? Mm. Why are you in business? Why do you even exist? Um, a lot of us start businesses out of necessity, financial necessity. Um, but if you can't communicate your why, you need to take a moment. And there are probably 10 or 15 books out there that I can't even think of um, that, that you should read on coming up with your why and then personifying that through your business. Because if you have a story, then you invite your customer into that story. They are going to walk along with you. We had the privilege of um, hearing from Debbie Sardone, and she really talked about branding and being different. And for her, it was you know helping uh, cancer patients by cleaning their home for free. That's her why. And then she takes that and has built her business. And... I think if you don't have your why defined, you're just walking lost through the desert. So um, I know, uh, so my homework is find a book, uh, probably uh, Simon Sinek, Start With Why, mm -hmm. is probably the one that comes to the top of my head and find it, read it and define it. Awesome. And if you don't want to read it, I posted the TED talk. It's like 17 minutes. It'll oh, change you your life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. Wonderful. All right. So Jonathan, if we, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how can they find you, um, reach out to you, speak with you directly if they have questions? Um, they could probably email me. It's probably the best way. Just Jonathan at the huge convention.com um, is a great way to get in touch with me. Um, I am on Voxer and other things, but that's probably the easiest way. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Awesome. And we always end with a quote, Jonathan. So I found this one while we were chatting and I think it's pretty good. Um, and it says, if you work for and eventually lead a company, understand that companies have multiple stakeholders, including their employees, their customers, their business partners, and the communities within which they operate. 
I don't know about me or the rest of these ladies here, but I can say for me, I'm super grateful that we're part of this community together. And thank you so much for spending an hour with us today. You're going to see a lot more of us between now and March 10th. I have a feeling. Um, okay. And thank you so much for this opportunity to help train admins. We're all really thrilled about it and can't wait to get together with you soon. So thanks everybody for another version of Fight Club. We loved having you today and everybody have a no super fight. week out there. And yeah, we, fight. Next, next week, we're going to be live oh, from week. IWCA. Right? We are. We, we are. are. We're going to be in Florida. Yeah. And can we announce our guest? We can. It's none other than the famous Jeff Likes. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm so excited. Jeff we will be in our <laughs> Fight Club guest next week, live from Orlando at the IWCA PWNA conference. Yes. So we yes, will not so be check in our format next Tuesday. Yeah, it'd be great. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye, everybody. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.